Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning. This is Father Randall Kazel, and welcome to Real Presence Radio Live. Very happy to have you here with us this morning. We have a great and exciting show ahead of us. We have great guests coming ahead to affirm us in living the Catholic faith and especially loving Jesus Christ and giving our lives to Him in this Lenten time. And as we do before each show, let us begin our prayer. And I want to say we begin our prayer in a special way today. As uh, Later on this afternoon, I'll be home visiting my parents. It's my father's birthday. So if I can ask all of you to pray for my dad with me as we begin, but also that we pray that our Lord will give us thanks always for our parents and the blessings of family life. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful, and enkindle in them the fire of thy love. Send forth thy spirit, and they shall be created, and they shall renew the face, thou shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who didst instruct the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us by the same Spirit to live, have a right judgment in all things, and ever rejoice in his consolation, through Christ our Lord. Amen. And let us ask the help of our Blessed Mother to hear that same Holy Spirit in our daily life and the teachings of our faith, that we may understand and, with the power of his grace, share them. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As I said, this is Father Randall Kazel coming live from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. Very happy you're with us this morning. We pray that God gives you great blessings on this Monday morning, beginning the new week, and that you may be filled with his divine life and love to console you and give you strength. We're blessed with many guests, and we happen to have our first guests here in the studio with us, Rob and Susan Bastian. Rob and Susan, welcome to the show this morning. Good morning, Father. Yes. Very good to have you here, and Rob and Susan are parishioners here at St. Michael, and uh, they're one of our families that seeks to practice our faith and to live uh, in the daily struggle, but also the daily joy of family life. And we're blessed here to talk about living our Catholic faith in family life, Rob and Susan. So as we begin, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your background? Uh, I guess I'll talk to uh, Rob and Susan. We live in Minnesota. We've Originally from uh, South Dakota and Kansas, met here in for work uh, a few years ago. I guess quarter century at this point. <laughs> we have. Uh, it sounds like a long time. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, nine kids, um, six adopted, and nine kids uh, living, and uh, two kids that we hope to meet again after after we die. Mm, so yes. Um, what else you want to say? Um. It- I think our family journey has greatly been influenced by the families that we came from. As Rob said, he originated from South Dakota, and I am very thankful to have married into the family that I did. Um, As you don't know, listeners, we were scheduled to be here last month at this time, but Rob's uh, dad passed away on the 28th of February when we were scheduled to come 
be on Real Presence slide last month, and I just wanted to share that I think the heritage and the legacy of a Catholic family kind of gets carried on from generation to generation. And one thing that I'm very thankful for is Rob's family, their Catholic faith, and what they passed on to him, and we can now take some of their legacy and pass it on to our kids. Very good, Susan. So, Rob, tell us about that. What? How did your family live the faith and what you remember in your growing up years? Well, in the drive here, Susan was mentioning that, you know, that the faith is, is not a sprint, it's a marathon. And, yes. that, and you think of back to the family as well. As, you know, you hear a lot of things about the families that pray together and they do all the things together and they're holy, holy, holy throughout the whole thing. Well, reality is family has <laughs> ebbs and flows. Uh, of the good, um, I would say that what per- what permeated growing up was just the fact that we were Catholic, we lived that Catholic faith, and it wasn't necessarily always, you know, rosary twice a day and you know, Angelus three times a day. It wasn't stuff like that. It was a fact of how you live your life and how you live your life so that others naturally know that you're you're Catholic. Uh, we certainly did do rosaries at times, but uh, our family, or my parents really <clears throat> truly lived the faith it permeated their being you know, throughout and that that came through and you know growing up you just took it for granted that the things we do are catholic uh things we do are related to you know giving honor and glory to god and he put us on the earth for a reason and that was what we always struggled for so you know sometimes we're better than others but it was always that you always had that touchstone that always that anchor point that we went back to for it as Dad would say, you know, the richest men in the world are the ones that have, you know, close families, and he always considered himself, you know, richest that there was. So hmm. I think just looking back at him as the, both of them as the role models and how it should be, I mean, they struggled mightily through, you know, some of the weak times. And you know, Dad talks about, grew up on a farm ranch, and, you know, one, it was just about harvest time, and then a hailstorm came through, and it wiped out everything, right? So there was no income for that year and dad always said i don't know how mom did it but she still fed you guys every day even though we had no money it's like well, I'm not. and so i'm sure there was a lot of prayers and yes. you know callous knees to get through those times to make that happen and that had an effect on us to, mm-hmm. to do that and one thing that was meaningful to me when we would go back to visit rob's parents would once all the kids were gone and the the busyness of raising a family kind of uh, was in their hindsight they would sit down every morning and do their prayers before breakfast and they would always end their morning offering um, to add on their special intentions of the dignity of motherhood Mm. and the needs of all of our family and that really spoke to me because they were an example of not only being pro-life but truly cherishing their treasures as as phil put it which were his children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. And just those simple words added on to their morning offering gives you something to reflect about and think about, well, what are our treasures? What is our purpose? And especially for me, the dignity of motherhood. While they celebrated and supported all of the um, daughters, daughter-in-laws, granddaughters in whatever they might achieve in life, I think the the biggest thing that they were proudest of is that they expressed and lived the dignity of motherhood mm-hmm. as they had families of their own. Yeah. So beautiful witnesses and examples. Now, Rob, can you share any other practical examples how your parents 
sought to share the faith in what they did? Um, <clears throat> well, they tried to live it in, in all the things. Uh, when Dad died, uh, actually the 28th of the month is always going to be somewhat special because he died on February 28th. Yes. His birthday is October 28th. Oh. And now your dad's birthday is on, right. it's March, March 28th. 28th. <laughs> so I'll never look at the 28th again. <laughs> it's, it's always it's a different day now. <laughs> yeah, there's always something else going on. Um, so, so growing up in that <clears throat> aspect, uh, um, we would do rosaries at times. Uh, we like last month when we had the uh, the rosary before the, the the mass, the night before the mass. You know, my brother quipped that the deacon that was leading the rosary said, "Father or a deacon that was really good, but it was really really slow compared to Dad." So you know, Dad was <laughs> there was there was kind of a running joke in our family that the. It wasn't Hail Mary full of grace. It was Mariful grace. <laughs> you, know, so, you know, it was always about, uh, you know, how, you know, go through that. But, but it was more of, I guess, the practical is, you know, the frustrations of life were were certainly there. But the fact that they never gave up, you know, they never lost hope. They never, you know, yeah. went away from the mass, and they had good times and bad times like that. And that really, to me, made the 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 difference for it. It wasn't so much, you know, how how out spoken you are how many rosaries you said or how you know public you were in that regard is the fact do you live it all the time do you really believe it in your heart you know and that that to me i think was what kept us going through the, the hard times as well and it was a personal relationship it wasn't like oh it's three o'clock let's say the angelus um your mom um there we lost a a, a baby as an infant your brother as well lost a child that was only six weeks old to SIDS. So part of her daily um, routine was to pray to those infants in heaven who had been baptized and were recognized as saints and to ask for their intercession. So the fact that her religion was personal and daily and relevant instead of let's go to Mass, oh it's time to say the rosary, it, it all just was part of living a daily life, not just an event to be experienced at certain times. The Blessed Mother was, they were both very devoted to our Blessed Mother, and um, Mom, you know, was more maybe outspoken about that, but Dad, even in the later years, he'd say, if you ever have a problem, just ask the Blessed Mother for it. He's always brought us through all these things. I'm mm -hmm. sure that time when you lost all the crops, you know, yeah. that he was asking, get us through it. And, but for them, it was, the focus was on the family, and that, I think, was what we try to bring as well. It wasn't so much about them, but, you know, what did God put you on earth for? What are you trying to do? And it, that, you know, what is your purpose? And you're not here just as a random set of atoms, as a, you know, modernists want you to believe, or the evolutionists or anything else. You're, you came here for a purpose, and if you don't figure out that purpose, and if you don't live that purpose, well... You know, you're not helping yourself, certainly, and you're not helping others when you do that. Yes, and that's that's amazing. It sounds like to me also, along with that, is that you, you had a large family. You had nine children? Ten yeah, there was nine of us. Nine, yep. yes, yeah, like like the family, I, my parents. Yeah, but the uh, I, th I think in the midst of having, say, you know, multiple children that way, parents don't have time to think about themselves. You got a problem? Well, I'll tell you what, we got to handle these children. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Problems can get worse. <laughs> that's right. But you, so that's where... Uh, uh, sometimes um, there's problems and then there's problems, but you, you get busy and you think there's no time to, for self-pity or feeling sorry for yourself, so you stay busy 
you're active and pouring yourself out. And that's, that's where you find and meet God when, cause that's what God does. He's always actually pouring himself out with us. Uh, I know one of your sons mentioned here, I don't know when it was a few months ago that your dad helped build the, the local church near where your ranch was in South Dakota. Is that, is that church still there? Um, the, there was one where he, sir, oh yes, growing up, but that was one when we were having the, the tough times through the the 70s in particular, I would say, you know, if somebody looks back, you know, nostalgic for the 70s in the church, like, oh, don't do that. It was, a, <laughs> it was that was not a time in history that you, you look back through proudly and, you know, trying to survive through those times. My parents never um, really did, when the changes came from Vatican II, they really struggled with some of that and that because mm-hmm. they saw that so much of it had got thrown out, basically a iconoclasm came through where they took beautiful churches and you know mm-hmm. tore them down and stuff and so during that time trying to keep the catholic keep the mass alive and stuff we actually they built a chapel where they you know we could still have the mass still do the latin mass and so even though you know we went through some hard times with that um, building that mass or building that chapel and, and then having the mass there for several years that one is since uh, been moved uh, honestly not torn down but that chapel has been moved um but they did still even my parents you know preserved helped preserve what was the chapel in the in the town where they mm-hmm. were you know they're married there and then it actually fell into disrepair and stuff but mm-hmm. my brother had a big part of that her family had also a big part of that but uh you know bringing that chapel back and then that's actually the same that church where he was where they were married in is actually the one where he had the mass for mm-hmm. his burial so okay really good. yeah it sounds like your parents might be an interesting case study in having a personal relationship within the beauty of the church and that part of the infrastructure of a local parish having beauty is a part of a personal relationship with god that that's the point of the sacred images and that's intriguing right. to me that your parents had that transition into daily life that mm-hmm. that uh, I, I like to say all before the council was not bad. Actually, there was much right. good, many faithful people, and so much good that was happening uh, right. that sometimes is discounted, uh, that, and that happens. Uh, we got to go to a break here in just about a half a minute, uh, but what would you say would be one highlight, and we'll come back after the break and talk about that, one highlight uh, about your dad that, that we could talk about when we get back? Uh, his... I think his uh, love of family that you know, his growing up, I suppose us kids and siblings would say, "Well, dad was kind of a <laughs> not not overly loving to us, but you know he was like you said, <laughs> pouring out his life to keep his family going." Yeah. But and, then, and, and he cherished your mom. I remember when she was dying, he said she taught you how to live and she took care of you all through your life. Now she's teaching you how to die, and he said that with such a beautiful smile and and pride in all that she achieved in in motherhood and being his wife she was his yellow rose as he called her it's just beautiful a beautiful testament to a beautiful life yeah. and we're going to go to a break now so stay with us more with rob and susan bastian and father randall case in the church of saint michael when we return stay with us there's more real presence live to come on the real presence radio network Do you? 
know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish, one who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. Very happy that you stayed with us. We have Rob and Susan Bastian here with me at the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island. And we'll pick up back where we left off, uh, Rob and Susan. So, Rob, we were discussing the highlights with your dad, and your dad passed away a month ago today. And anything uh, in the last month that you've had in your reflections of gratitude with God in regard to your father? I was hitting it before the break. Is that I know maybe growing up, dad was very busy, and mom, I mean, they're very busy doing things, <clears throat> and certainly their kids made their lives interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could say maybe a struggle here and there with different ones, and certainly me included in that. And we we all noticed that you know the grandkids started to come across come along you know the the I suppose when you come a grand a granddad or grandma then you know you have a little bit more time or whatever and there's focus and just that love that always comes out is even our kids you know ones that we our we struggle with our kids you know some of them will will recall oh you remember when grandma gave you know made those cookies or gave me a sucker or whatever else and so that love was always there. And I do remember with them is that, you know, we certainly uh, made it challenging for them, but they always came back for that, that love and to make that happen. And that's what I like to take forward as well is that even when they, they were always pouring out their hearts, their lives mm-hmm. to others and doing for others. And I thought, well, that's, that's truly the definition of service that we, you know, we talk about in the church is, you know, love and serving others. And they did that. Very good. 
So great parents. I know, Susan, you come from a great family as well in Kansas. We'll have to talk about that the next time because we, we have to get to your family because you have a, a great family as well. So Rob and Susan, what about living the faith in, in the Bastion household? What can you share with us? Um, well, we have a full household. Thankfully, some of them are starting to grow up and develop their own wings and fly a little bit. But we've got nine living children of those. We've got, I guess, one, two, three, how many are still at home? Four, four, four are actually home. living at home. But, um, you know, some of the children we've adopted, six are adopted, and some of those have some unique challenges and some special needs. So they might need a lot more assistance well into adulthood. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we're going to be done parenting anytime <laughs> soon. I, I think one of my observations is not so much um, what, well, we do some good things as a family with prayer, rosary rallies, getting them to um, masses, adoration, those kinds of things. It goes back to the day-to-day struggles and day-to-day life and in becoming a parent I never really realized how I could take those challenges that they throw at me or the joys or whatever and then translate those into a relationship with our Lord. Mm-hmm. I it, it just wasn't apparent until you start going through some real times of trial and struggles. You know, Initially when we lost a um, newborn six hours after he was born people tend to flock to their faith at those extreme times of need at a death or at a birth your your faith is forefront but what that really brought to me was a relationship with mary and feeling the pain of losing my son really resonated with me with mary at the foot of the cross with jesus Mm -hmm. and when that happened then it became more apparent for the day-to-day struggles or the day-to-day joys. Am I sharing that with my Heavenly Father? Much like we might long for our kids to turn to us, why didn't you just ask my advice on that problem? Why didn't you share that good news with me? Um, that became more apparent to me that am I doing that with my Heavenly Father or thanking Mary for her you know, being such a wonderful role model as a mother in my life. So. I think that's the biggest thing that our family has helped me to grow with. And it's maybe not so much, it is important what we pass on to our children, but I never realized how much our children were going to help us grow in our relationship with um, our Lord. I think the uh, some of our kids are more of a challenge than others. Certainly some of the adopted ones have been uh, uh, quite a challenge, but... I think we both, both Susan and I have experienced that there are times when you're just so frustrated with the, the kid. Why didn't you listen to me? Or why did you do that? You know, and then, mm-hmm. but the the thing that that does with us because of those struggles is that it's extremely humbling because when you get through that and then you think, well, how am I with my Heavenly Father? And mm-hmm. then it brings that closer to say, okay. They basically did something against me. My son my son did something against me, did something that was very bad. And then I say, well, okay, what did I do today to my Heavenly Father? And so it really makes you humble. And and the hope is that, you know, that that settles in. We're not so uh, extreme with our kids because realizing that mercy that, that's needed, that forgiveness that's needed, and we need that every day. And 
constantly having that in your face. Why, you know, they're doing something to you, realize, what are you doing to your father? Are you praying? Are you praying? Are you, you know, following his commandments? Are you doing those things? And more often than not, I'm not, right? So it makes you come back to, well, okay, <laughs> get your attention, do some things. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> I think one of the things that we also, that was, to me, uh, kind of a hit in the, between the eyes, um, as I worked for several years, and people that I'd come to know, you know, friends for a while, and it was years into the conversa- into the work where somebody, one of them finally said, oh, you're Catholic? And mm-hmm. and that hit me between the eyes, like, okay, I, I don't even live my faith enough that people even notice that huh. I'm Catholic. And I said, oh, that that was very humbling. And so we tried to do a little, a little bit more to say, well, at least let's propagate it so people may not like us, but at least to say, oh, well, they... they Try right. There, there's something about the Catholic faith, and so that's a reminder. If you're, if you're not standing out in today's world, there's probably something wrong, right? And yes. So we try to stand out when we can, and and bring the children along in that journey. Right. And some of the real presence radio listeners might have heard about, at least locally, that there is a uh, weekly rosary rally, mm-hmm. and that has been advertised on the radio. So Rob's been instrumental in being there almost every week and whenever possible bring some of the kids along so that they can learn by example mm-hmm. and that's on a sunday afternoon at three o'clock in mm-hmm. rochester at the city center <laughs> right but you also participate in other ones that we do like the it's not called 40 days for life here in rochester they don't have that but we do a a rosary rally uh lenten in the fall at planned parenthood in rochester so right. you're regulars at that but what, there's a few others, isn't there? So we, we've done other rosary ones for marriage and family right, right, right here, here in Pine here Island. Pine Island. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, you know, we encourage the kids that it's maybe not some of those overt acts all the time, but we have hospitality after Mass every Sunday. Mm-hmm. We encourage them. We haven't been terribly successful yet that how can you serve? Well, you can serve by helping to clean up after hospitality. We have yes. a an easy opportunity every week for you to gain grace and to serve others and to serve our Lord. All you got to do is wipe the tables and do some dishes. But as you can, well, actually, you're not there at I'm that not, point, Father. But, my next mass. <laughs> but, but we can say that you know, we don't succeed, but we continue to keep trying to give the example and give the message. And we do believe eventually that will resonate with them. And as a matter of fact, when you're dad passed when rob's dad passed away our oldest in um at the visitation and rosary even though he didn't see grandpa that often because of the distance he mentioned what a great influence grandpa was in his life and i mm-hmm. really want to be more like him mm-hmm. so and trying to be more public in the face one of our adopted children said we have some special needs but one of them there's he's just very outgoing you could say if you're very extrovert kind of thing well and he you know some things just process well well we get to the fact of before meals we do the angelus and then we do the bless us the lord (laughs) well he'll go to the public school and they go to eat he said no we have to play the angelus and he'll say that he'll say that you know the public school so you know there's a witness that happens when you're not even realizing it which is oh that's pretty good yeah, that is very good. And it, you know, one of the Robin Susan, you also we we've, we've begun to do here at the parish more public processions. And so yep. you, you've been very supportive of that, carrying the statue of the Blessed Mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to do that. You know, there'll be 
well, one coming up here this summer. Maybe we'll do a few of them, uh, praying for God's blessings and mm-hmm. and other various things uh, as well to to live that publicly. Uh, that's an amazing thing. Uh, but also, Susan, I think you're involved in the school and do some things there to share the faith and and asking for our public people to think about the faith there. Um, yeah, definitely. We've had a combination of schooling options for our kids. Um, homeschooled some, um, some went to private school, some are in public school, specifically those with special needs who have a lot of, uh, they have more challenges and there are just more services at the public school for that. It's It's been a good experience in trying to work with those people to let them know that we have our our beliefs that we are going to live and trying to work cooperatively to educate those people in in what our family will live and what's acceptable to us and we've had a lot of good success in in getting some of the public school officials to listen to us and work cooperatively as a family yeah and my feedback to you i think that your example and sacrificial generosity in your family gives you a great deal of credibility and it's one of our our points when when families go and want to engage in the secular world this is how i live my life and Mm -hmm. like this intrigues people it intrigues people that you love life you care for life and it's a a counter-cultural one people want to hear you i think uh generally so we have about a minute left and what would you say would be uh your your most uh cherished aspect of catholic family life if you were to share a last point with us uh, I think that uh, to try to make it more integrated, like my pa- our parents did into the family, so that the kids, you know, they just take it naturally for granted, like joking about the Angelus mm-hmm. and the before mm-hmm. meals, to try to permeate it, 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 that it isn't just an external thing, okay, you go do this, and okay, you go to Mass, and now you forget about it. It, it makes it part of the, the world that you live. That's the world you live in. And so I really took to heart what one guy said, did no? I didn't know you were Catholic. You know, yes. So try to live the rest of our lives. Like you're going to know I'm Catholic, and you're going to know my family's Catholic, and they may not like it, but at least to try. The Lord gave us that huge gift, you know, the, the gift of faith, and we need to bring that along with us wherever we go. It's the, as you said, it's the marathon. It's not the sprint. You know, every day is, it's going to be ups and downs, but try to be conti- uh, contiguous the whole way through. Right, and to encourage them to say, look at your grandparents, it's the faith that they lived and they passed on to us, we are doing the same, and to encourage them that they're the next generation to to continue that. It's a family heritage, too. Amen. Rob and Susan, thank you for being with us here this morning and giving us a little glimpse into your family life and your background. Uh, We're delighted to have you, and we look forward to having you on again in the future some point at that right time. And for our listeners out there, please stay with us. Next up, we have uh, Straight Talk. I'll be happy to take any questions you may have about our Catholic faith. Our phone number, if you'd like to call in, 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. Or you can send your question to us through Facebook. Stay with us. We'll be right back after the break. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 